0: Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Dr. Cheryl Roberts. A leadership development consultant and coach spending 40 years in the higher education sector and serving in executive leadership for 20 years and as a college president for 10 years, she has been driven to collaborate with others to unveil new opportunities and leave a greater impact on the community she served. Her greatest reward has been to make a difference in the life of others. Now. As an executive coach, she looks to continue assisting business leaders to be their personal best by inspiring them to grow their companies, top their communities, and achieve superior results. So without further delay, let's welcome Cheryl. Cheryl, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Good morning, everyone.
0: Cheryl, let's begin with your journey first. What exactly inspired you to become a coach? How did you get started into this profession? Where did you start your journey
1: and how it's going on now? Thank you for that question. What sparked that, the spark that ignited my passion for coaching was really witnessing the transformative transformative process of guidance and support. I remember meeting a wonderful woman. Her name was Dr. Mary Baird Carlson, and she wrote a book called Career Development as Meaning Making, and it really changed my trajectory of thinking about my life? And there are these foundational questions that we are all looking and trying to answer. Who am I? What are my values? How do I want to live my life? Who am I to love? What are the important people who are going to come alongside me in this journey? They're going to know me and love the essence of me. And then what am I to do? What are the things that I'm going to contribute that are going to have a great impact? What's my life meant to stand for? And so I've been asking these questions of meaning my whole life from when I was a very small child all the way through my university studies and into the work that I did for over 40 years. I had practical experiences and I have ways to help people really discover who they are at their very personal best. And there's nothing more gratifying than help people to live into who they are meant to be. Now, mostly you are focusing on one on one coaching or
0: do you have other options like group coaching or any kind of online program if anyone wants to get coaching from you then yes. what kind of options are there
1: i do one to one coaching and i have done some organizational development work that's my other area of practice is organizational change management and team building and really it focuses around communication it is as my mother would say if you don't like the re- relationship change the conversation And so I really believe in how to create better conversations to help one individuals work within their own sphere of of people, whether it's personal or in their workplace and also among teams, because that's where I think learning to know one, having self discovery, understanding yourself really well, and then how to articulate that in ways that create meaning and create a place where people can do cooperative work together and have really superior results. So I can do both those things and I've enjoyed doing them. And I spent a lot of time helping people take their own, what I call their own best advice. I learned, very, and we've all had this. I know you have too. You've given good advice no one's taken and you've received good advice that you haven't taken because it doesn't make personal sense to you. It doesn't resonate with who you are and what your values are. But if you don't really know those things about you and you can't name and claim them, then that good advice goes to naught. And so my job really, and, and what I really have enjoyed doing, is to help people to know who they are at their very personal best, to understand their pathway of dependable strengths over the course of their lives, and then to activate that in a plan and to see that happen and to finally Celebrate those achievements.
0: You know what, as we are humans, each and every day, we have to deal with some kinds of problems, challenges, difficulties in our life. And mm-hmm. when you're a coach or you are running your business or helping other people, the things is double for you. So how do you manage all these things stay motivated and continue?
1: Those are big questions because we all have our own personal things that we're living through, as well as being in community with other people, whether in the workplace or virtually. And then we really have to manage all those things. I do think that how I do it for myself is every day I have a practice. I've been doing it for decades. And it's, and today we call it gratitude, but I really every day do a practice of meditation and of coming to what is it that I'm trying to do today? And I say, I'm listening in to so that I can make the best decisions and for not just myself, but those who I'm serving every day. So that's one practice that I use that I that. And I always try to work with my clients to find their own pathway to finding a place of quiet and of reflection, because I think that is so important in a world that as soon as you put your feet on the ground in the morning, getting out of bed, there's so many things that are confronting you. Um, I think the other thing I would say is we've oftentimes seen familiar patterns in our lives that we've either avoided to really address head on. And so I really help people become curious about that and to find care in that. So I think there's two pieces to leadership and to good coaching. One is creating consideration for the other person through empathy. And the other is structure. So giving them a plan so that they can see that they can see the other side of that transition to move forward.
0: Uh, Since you got a lot of experience, what do you think that what are the most important qualities for this?
1: I think it really is curiosity and empathy and care. Curious about them. I think the difference between a mentoring relationship and a coaching relationship one it's very time, it's very structured and very results-oriented. And I'm very interested in helping people achieve things so that they can do more and they can be more of who they personally are at their personal best and feel less discontinuity between the role that they play in work or other parts of their lives and who they see themselves being. And sometimes that gap is very large and that creates a lot of dis-ease. And then if we change the emphasis of that can lead to disease. And so I'm really wanting to help them have a much more integrated experience of who they are. So I think curiosity is really important. I want to be curious about them. I want to ask good questions for them to create insight into who they are at their personal best and what's the journey they need to go on. And it's just been, as I said, it's been transformative for me and I just feel privileged yeah. to come alongside them at this moment when they're questing to know more.
0: Yeah. Now I'm going to you a situation where i will be a person and I'm like facing a lot of problems when it comes to the leadership or managing people as that also impacts on my life. And I just come to you. Tell me, how do you approach working with me?
1: I think, first of all, it's um, getting to to really know you and to find out what it is that you, I always ask the question, how can I be of best service to you today? And that open ended question often catches people a little bit off guard, but it also says, I get to start, I get to be the driver of this conversation. And I think that's really important. I think the other thing that highly motivated people want to do a lot of, Talking, but oftentimes people don't really know if they've been listened to or heard. And so I do a lot of ensuring that I understand what people are trying to convey to me so that they have a deep experience of being heard and being cared about. And that experience, and that and the reason why I really like coaching is that what I'm trying to do is give them tools to go back into their lives, whether it's their personal lives or personal relationships, or work relationships, to be able then to demonstrate that habit. Uh, We're creating habits in those conversations. And for me, it's, again, helping them believe, having someone really believe in them, this unwavering belief. I always say I'm not judging, not even silently about what they share with me, of course. And to help them explore both challenges and opportunities, because sometimes we run away from those opportunities because we just don't know how to um, navigate through. And so that's really what I I really do try to do. I really try to listen deeply in and to help them to listen into what and pay attention to some things that when people, we might call intuition, but really it's that inner knowingness of the direction in which they need to go. And I have all kinds of, I spend a lot of time in self-discovery helping people as Ann Wilson Schaaf Said in her book, A Woman's Reality, when you can name and claim who you are, that's empowerment. And so I spend quite a bit of time helping people to, helping my clients to name and claim that. So then when we move on to goal setting or whatever it is, the action plan that we're putting together, it's rooted in this deep knowingness of who they are and what inspires them and what helps them to be their very personal best. Because they've seen it and now they are able to recognize it
0: yeah, like the first step of the coaching is that to like you have to get to know yourself first. no matter yeah. whether you are taking business coaching or leadership coaching, life coaching, relationship coaching, any type of coaching. But the way yeah. said, you have to get to know yourself first. That is the key. that is the most important thing
1: it is, and you know when it happens people want to go through that quickly and I said, Sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. My mom's favorite great thing. Sometimes you have to go slow to learn something, to develop the habits. Then you can go fast. And so oftentimes if the client fit is right or not too, or organizational fit when I'm doing organizational work. Now I'm going to
0: ask you a question. If you want to give the answer, then it's fine. And if you do not want to give this answer, then it's also fine. So the question is, as you see nowadays, artificial intelligence is entering each and every field, right? So what do you think that, what kind of impact it's going to have on the coaching industry in future?
1: Yeah. Oh, artificial intelligence. As I was in the field of education for a very long time, I was at this conference, I was sharing with you, Subrat, about, we talked about artificial intelligence, and I really see it as an important tool to help us ask more meaningful questions that only our humanity can answer that only for us to be able to, and it's a great tool. It has a great potential, but it also has, as you can imagine, fraught with lots of danger as well. And so I think the more we're able to utilize it as a tool toward asking better questions, to have lots of different options for us to choose from, just then bring it back to the individual and say, but does that make sense? Does that make sense for our community? Does that make sense for the relationships or the work that I'm doing? That's where the humanity comes in. And again, if we don't have a level of self-awareness, then that's where I think AI can be not beneficial and can really be threatening The per- to be mediated through the human experience, through, through, through care, through, I'm wanting to do the best and create the best solutions to arrive at a strong solution. And if that's not at the heart of it, it can be fraught with impending danger and concern and real concern.
0: But mostly right now, what is happening is basically that it's like a tool. So you can use it to be more productive or you can use it to your business process automate or your like some of the mundane or repetitive task but do not see that it's going to take your job or whatever the things because it's like narrow intelligence it's not the general intelligence and the general intelligence would come more than 10 years or maybe two decades but here intelligence is going on in the market and it's be a very powerful tool for you to operate your business to operate your life also because it saves a lot of time for you so that you can put more of your time into your family, give more of your time into your parents, your children. Okay, so Sherry, now can you share any example of your client's coaching success story and what do you believe contributed to your success?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about that and I'm going to change the identity of the person, of course. I was working with a client who really wanted to become a CEO, president and how was really fraught with lots of self-doubt and fear of failure and just not really knowing if this was the right direction to go. But through our coaching journey, we worked together to identify this person's strengths and clarify their vision and what kind of place did they want to, this happened to be a university, a college a presidency, but what kind of community do they, excuse me, community do they want to serve in? What type of board did they want to be a part of? What were some of the attributes of the community that and the college that they wanted to make sure that they had? And so they released a lot of time exploring those sort of things as opposed to looking for job types of uh, openings to, to, to make sure there was a, going to be a potential match. And then what type of questions? What was the environment going to be like when they got there? And so they had some really contextual and textured ways of knowing if this was going to be a potential fit. And then we did a step-by-step action plan, and this, per- and we did a lot of practice of how do I answer you're asking me questions, and really thinking through powerful answers that were real and authentic. And this person now has achieved their goal. It's really exciting. They're starting in their second year of their presidency and really thriving. And I have the privilege of continuing to work with them. So it's been a, a wonderful experience for me. But I've had others who've decided that's not what they want to do. And that's just as important. Big executive roles aren't for everyone, but if they are, they can be really powerful.
0: i right. And the most important thing as a coach, when you see that your clients is getting results or they are overcoming some problems or some difficulties or challenges, or they are just doing the things that they wanted to do. It's a very such a beautiful feelings for you as a coach and the second thing is that when you see the things is happening it always gives you that level of kicks to do more and more in your life yes yeah. yes it does because that is the biggest motivations for a coach I believe
1: oh yes it's very motivating to be in the moment when someone has an insight to help them along their journey It's there's something more gratifying and as I said my whole career has been about helping others do better what they love to do having communities live into more of their values and express that in their daily work, and their daily lives, there's nothing more rewarding.
0: Yeah. So sure. Uh, now let's talk about some misconceptions. As you know that every industry has some kind of misconception. So yeah. what are some common misconceptions that you have noticed till now in coaching?
1: It's very interesting. I think a lot of times people think that coaching is about remediation. It's a remedial tool uh-huh. to help people facing challenges in the workplace. And not that is not something that you can work on, but I always make sure that there's motivation for someone to, one, that they also see that this is the same issue that maybe their boss or their supervisor sees. Oftentimes when that misalignment happens, I am not the right person for them to be their coach because there has to be an alignment between the outcome. Because remember, coaching is very outcome-focused, very goal-focused. And which mentorship, and I've been a mentor and I've had mentors, is quite a different. It's They both require relationships, but it's very goal-focused. And so I think that uh, making sure that the coaching is a proactive investment, that people, both uh, the person receiving it and uh, the, if it's a corporation that's paying for it, really understands it, that it's a confidential conversation and that we're clear about what is it going to look like on the other end so that we both know that we've achieved the results that were originally set forth, and so it's really important. I always take a deep breath and listen deeply when someone says, "I'd like that person to be more," and just fill in the blank. And I said, "Is this person in agreement with that?" And oftentimes, if we can't come to some kind of understanding about what that outcome is going to look like and what the behavior is going to be demonstrated, then I honestly don't take on those clients because it's not going to be a a good experience for anyone.
0: Yeah, correct. And also it's a waste of time. Yeah. And we have like very limited time on that.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah. I think I shared with you a quote my mother had loved by Annie Dillard. How we spend each day is, of course, how we live our lives and we get it daily. And so you want to spend it well.
0: Okay. So Sri, you have a very good journey. So if you were put all your journey in your entire life into a book, then how do you name it and why?
1: That was such a great question. There is a book by Mary Mary Catherine Bateson, who's the daughter of Margaret Mead and Gregory Bateson, two powerhouse theorists and practitioners in their own rights. And I'm going to steal a little bit of it because I love it so much. My book's title would be Composing a Life, A Journey of Empowerment and Growth. Because I feel like there are themes that I've been coursing and undulating through my life that speaks to the aesthetic, the wholeness, the aesthetic of my life. And there's something really beautiful about that, that when I can have the agency in my world to make change, to affect change, that helps me to uh, be my full human self every day. And that's what I think we're all seeking, to be our full human best self every day. Okay, I
0: got the one name. I don't know whether you like the name or not. It's like my, my okay? It's a smiling life. By Sherry Roberts.
1: Oh, thank you. I do. I have joy in my heart every day. I am very fortunate. I wake up that way. And I surround myself with people that way. I have a wonderful life partner. And I was my dog down here. He's right by my feet. So I <laughs> yeah. have a very good life, good friends.
0: Awesome. Great. Yeah, that's really great. Okay. So now let me know when can I expect your book?
1: I've decided to, I just launched my website, so I'm so excited about that because I do think that having a presence on social media and being out there for people to get a chance to know you, I am putting together blogs. I've decided that I want to do short one to two minute reads that really capture people. And one of my blogs that I'm going to get ready to post is called, Mm -hmm. get this, The Love Language of Work. Wow. Wow, huh? Because I've heard a lot of people saying that when people have come back from the pandemic and hasn't, they haven't been feeling all the, it's a little bit coarse out there. And it's really focused on, we know what we expect in our love language, in our personal lives. How can we bring some of that into our relationships at work? Being all appropriate and being aware, but it's a, a riff on that. And I'm really excited to launch that and to put it out.
0: Awesome. There's
1: the can I tell people what my, what my website Yes, domain is?
0: Tell us Thomas. the best possible way to reach out to you as well as all the social media platforms that you...
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. It's Deb, Dr. com. all one word. And it's up and it's ready to have people check it out and explore. So
0: I hope you will. Awesome. Okay, sir. Guys, to make sure you follow Shir. as is a wonderful person, great personality, a smiling face. That would according to your coaching needs. So uh, that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Shir, for being on the show, and it was an honor to hosting you today.
1: Oh, thank you for asking and sending you blessings. Thank you so much. Thanks
0: again, sure. That said, I am a report. Super signing off, and you guys have a wonderful day.
1: Bye, guys.